Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. Oh, boy. Let's just start on that note right there. Yeah. That loud trumpet was Zuckerman blowing a schnozola. Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. It's like the signaling, like a Roman signaling, like the, like the heraldic trumpets of it's, some weird court. It's the shofar from the synagogue. I don't know what it is. But I'm blowing the ram's horn. Nobody wants to hear that. Um, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, my friends. Where are you today? Are you on the road? Are you driving a truck? I doubt it. Are you in the shop? Are you on a plane? Are you just in your dorm room taking a break? Well, we're happy to be with you. We're glad you're here with us. If you're new, welcome to the Little Porsche Club. And uh, we've got a good show for you today. We've got, uh, we got Ben Bailey, who is from Cash Cab, coming on. This guy has a game show that goes on in his cab. <laughs> They've had, it's been on forever. It went, off, it went off the air. And then uh, five years later, Discovery said, you know what? Nothing's working here. <laughs> so let's call Ben up. And uh, bring the show back, which they did, and I'm sure that's why he's coming into the studio today to talk about it. Uh, before that, um, uh, Zuckerman, I went to um, Barrett uh, Jackson. The, um, <laughs> uh, I, went to, I went to Barrett Jackson this weekend. That's why you went um, uh, from Barrett Saturday, Jackson. Saturday, I got on a jet uh, with uh, a corporation, I won't name them, um, who invited me to come along. Um, what, in a, an amazing jet. Tell us about the, the jet, the, because the, you were raving I've never been on a private jet like this before. It, it was, was a, it was like a commercial sized jet almost. It was a Falcon F eight or eight X. Falcon eight X. X. And I didn't notice anything different. I mean it was the usual things that you do. Most people don't get to fly on private jets. I don't have a private jet, so don't get mad at me. But I've been on them a lot and you go like we first I knew something was up because we were taken off from LAX. Which usually it's Van Nuys or Santa Monica, right? But you need a longer <laughs> runway. <laughs> I just knew something was up. Well, the size of the corporation, I figured, all right. And so, and they have these little terminals there. There's no security. There's no anything, which is nice. There's just coffee. And the, and the place, it wasn't even that nice. Signature or whatever. It was kind of dumpy, frankly. You know, even uh, Santa Monica's, what is that, Atlantic that we yes. fly out of? Way nicer than Signature. So I'm like, all right, we're back into this kind of thing. And, and 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 we go out on and we look we go we're getting on that jet we're getting on this giant jet it's a giant private jet with an engine on top of the plane, right? Seats for everybody. Like a sperm whale? <laughs> no, it, it, usually the engines are hanging under right. the wing. This was on the the top of the plane toward the back, so, towards, so, the, towards the rear of the fuselage. Yes. yes. Um, like a and we V1 all get in, there are eight of us. Uh, you know, I know a couple of the guys. You know, famous actor. This, this, it was fun, super fun, by the way. And and then this, these, these. Uh, there's two empty couches. We could have taken two couches full of people there, and we uh, and we're off from LAX to uh, Arizona. Now, the first, thing, here's the first thing I noticed. Right, I noticed we're in the air before I even knew that we were taken off. <laughs> <laughs> Inside the fuselage, as you're saying, there was no plane noise. There was nothing. It was this, you know, they had, they had, this is a brand new jet and they figured out how to keep the noise outside. So we're having a nice conversation at this tone without having it like on an airplane. You all know what that sounds like, right? Yeah, like that. None of that. The plane feels like it took off vertically like this. You <laughs> were just zero to 30,000 feet instantly. <laughs> and then we were just – I'm looking at the sky like the nose was pointed at the moon and then we level off and 
you know, what is the flight to Scottsdale? Two hours? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were pushing past 600 miles an hour. And it was it, one of the nicest flying experiences I've ever had. Over in 20 minutes, though. So. Over just like that. <laughs> and a great group of people, and they made us eggs and bacon. It was They awesome. had enough time. It, yeah, <laughs> they did. It was already done. It was uh, it was fun, and then we got to Barrett Jackson, which is a completely different experience. You're right, Thunderdome, <laughs> <laughs> which I love, and it was super fun. And uh, we sat for like nine hours and just watched auctions go off. I mean, really, there's nothing else to do. That's sat, overstimulation. Drank coffee. There was the I don't have the clip. It's already gone. I've already lost it. But if you imagine. I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking of Middle Eastern countries in the morning when they do that announcement. <laughs> oh, Ferestein. Oh, my God. You're going to have – you're going to be marked for death. What do you mean? That's, no. not, that's not correct. What, what, what are you saying? La, 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 la. <laughs> no, that's, that's what – No, what I'm saying is in the morning, <laughs> what are you, they, saying? you know how they blast the loudspeakers you, Yes, over? for prayer. But to yes, you, it sounds prayer. like la, 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 la is what you're saying. No, but they're talking. No, it sounds noisy because I don't understand any of it. It's not – being honest with you, it's not – I don't understand Goodbye, those languages. Goodbye, <laughs> You think now I'm marked? Yes. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm saying it's all noise that I don't understand. Both la, of la, them. La, la, la. No, I didn't say that. I did not say that. Now stop it. Um, so – but it – you know, you, you have to figure out a way how to get your head around. that. that you played it for me, and I've been in there, and there's no way to get your head around what is happening and there. It, it's it, seizure-inducing. And there's no escaping it. It's nine I, straight out. I was so impressed with the auctioneer that he could do this, keep this thing up, because it's one a minute. You're just doing cars one a minute, one a minute. The funny conversation we had on, I think it was Sunday, I said to you, where do you think they find these guys? And what was your answer? They have auction. They have school for this. They go. La, 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 no, la, la. I didn't say that. Somebody said that. Yeah, I, I, I think these guys are like no, no, no. Somebody it's a certain they, kind of stand up. But yes, somebody, there's a school for it next to sign spinning school. You yes. can go to school to be the auctioneer and go. La, 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 I believe la, la. it because I've I've been up on stage for charity events trying to auction things off, and I don't. I I would feel so dumb doing that. But unless you do those. I, 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 you do these things, people don't pay attention to you. They don't pay attention to you. And you can't to do keep, it. You have to keep a certain blood pressure yes. uh, in the room up. And that's a big room, and they have, what, two or three <clears throat> stories? It's insane. Super Sanity. fun. Super fun. And we've got passes there that get us right up. <laughs> you know, another You're thing on. I like about it? Here's, here's another thing I like. There, the security there is the friendliest security of any event I've ever been at. Y- you know, yes, we have passes, but still – Half of my group got up on stage with the auctioneer, and I wasn't paying attention, so they had left me, okay? And now I'm looking up at the stage, and the the gang's going, hey, come on up. No one from Barrett-Jackson, just my friends. So I go, okay, but I've got to get through several (laughs) levels of security. And they, as I walk up to them, they go, are you going up there? And I go, yeah. They go, come on up. Now, I don't have a pass that gets me up there. But they were they they're just nice they're just nice folks and then I'm up behind the guy okay here's something you don't know and I told you this everything's going up no reserve right everything's about a minute of auctioning and it sells everything just sells at whatever price it gets to but Barrett Jackson has a little screen up there that has two estimates on it one what the seller wants or is hoping for mm-hmm. and then what Barrett Jackson thinks it's going to get right which is always less. I, I can I can say it was consistently less. I saw only eight cars go across, I guess, up there, right? And then some of the cars sold for somewhere in that zone, right? I just thought that was an interesting thing to see them manage, but 
clearly they were more concerned with the clock. Like absolutely, this is the clock. Just your minute is up. Let's sell it and let's move on. Um, what a production! It truly is it's fun. A, it's super a, fun. A giant production that <clears throat> okay. I don't want to go back to. Yeah, and then people say, "How's the market doing?" I know Bear Jackson is not a barometer of the market. I mean, there's a lot of American muscle there that does well. Four GTS. 2004, 2005, because of Ford versus Ferrari, they had about eight of those, and they all did superior numbers, big numbers. You know, our friend Moise was selling his, right? Yeah. And we were getting low-ball offers for that car, and no one would jump over. Now it's over. up 40, 50 percent. Yeah, no one was jumping into, uh, I think the highest was a 235 offer on that car, right? Right. He's got no money. He's got like the nicest four GT, one hundred seventy-eight miles. Right, and now you know he said, "I'm going to keep it. I love it." He's got it in his uh, factory downtown. It looks beautiful there. These these other cars were into the mid threes and then up to the fours, and they still weren't as nice as his car. And it was it's got to be all Ford versus Ferrari, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the only thing that would make that market jump. And then the other stuff, you know, I I don't know people. There, a, a Dino comes across silver tan interior Dino, right? And you're, you know, you're crazy because of the noise. You're crazy. There's booze around. There's nothing else to do. You're like, all right, I'm going to start buying cars. And so I open up the page to the description. It just says 1972 Ford Dino. And then it has three sentences nothing about to help the, sell it. Three sentences about the car, but no, no mileage, no original paid. So you, I, and then you know the thing does a decent number, but you're like, what? What do you know about that car? It's the antithesis of say a Gooding, right? It's just it's just <clears> a different animal there. Yeah, but word was Barrett Jackson was the place to be, and Gooding yeah. was a little boring, and these right. other places are a little boring. And I, you know, they're two different markets, right? Yes, absolutely. A bunch, of, a bunch of the guys I was with weren't truly car guys, so they, you know, a couple were in hell, and and I was just trying to explain <laughs> to them this is not, this is not your, you know, if you knew what they did, I go, this is really not your thing. This is not where you need to be. Come up to Monterey Car Week. That's your thing. Right. <laughs> That's what you, where you deserve Stayed to be. Stayed and genteel. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> and uh, the other guys, well, they, they liked it too. But it, it was a good time. I recommend it to anybody who just wants to see a spectacle. Go for Saturday. Go for Saturday afternoon between 2 and 6, and that's where the fun happens. That's where they auctioned off the first convertible Corvette, Suckerman. Mm. All right? You know, the charity scam. Right. I finally figured it out. I think we figured it out. I don't have any confirmation of it. That car sold for $3 million, right? Insanity. A Corvette. What is that? A $60,000, $70,000? Right. Right? Not even – not more than a hundred. So I – the guys I was with said you can write off everything above the value of the car. Right. Is that it? Is that right? right? So that would make sense, right? Because then you get a $2 million, $2.9 million write-off, and then you just dump the car for the price, and now you're set, right? I, so, I still don't see the wisdom or logic in it, but then I don't have a billion dollars. I understand, but you still have to have the The guy money. who bought it was a car dealer. Like has dealerships, right? So he, so he gets a, almost a $3 million tax write-off. And then the price of the car itself, which he has, he can then sell the car. You see what or I'm saying? Or he can use it to lure people into his dealership. Look at this. Yeah, but he get the bright off I'm, just for moving money for like money. two weeks. You still got to make the money. Huh? You got to make the money in well, the first he's got place. The money. Obviously, he's got the money. I mean, yeah. anybody who needs a $3 million tax break right. has the money. Has the money, right? <laughs> I wish I needed that. <clears throat> There's a good story on Jalopnik this morning that, uh, and Ben Bailey is going to be here in a minute, but I thought I would run through this. Um, because you're you're the Porsche community, we're all the Porsche community, and uh, 
uh, it caught my attention. Uh, this used Porsche, this is the headline, this used Porsche nightmare is why you always get an independent inspection. PPI. This is written by Tom McParland, who I know on Jalopnik. He's the uh, real-life car matchmaker. He's been, he does this and writes about that uh, after the show went off there. He just say he made it, turned it into a column. Hmm. Here's what you should buy. Good guy. I like him. I talk to him all the time, and he helps people find cars. Um, here's what happened. All right. A long-time Jalopnik reader. And they, uh, this is funny. Jalopnik says, and owner of a 69 Dodge Charger and 88 Porsche 911. So not just some geek off the street had an unfortunate experience purchasing a used 911 from several states away. He found the car at what looked like a reputable dealer that specializes in pre-owned sports cars. He was told by the salesperson at their dealership that they uh, what, the car was inspected by a Porsche certified technician, oh. a PCT. That means nothing, right? Right. You and I are Porsche certified technicians, right? Gave the car a clean bill of health. The customer did notice an idle issue, and the dealership agreed to fix that problem prior to the sale. He made the purchase and shipped the car. And once it arrived, here is how he described the A pile of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially. um, Upon delivery... The car was noted with an extra 700 miles. <laughs> it had an extra 700 miles on it, Zuckerman. Ferris Bueller right there. Unbelievable. By the way, the Ferris Bueller car went up in, in uh, Barrett-Jackson. <laughs> $360,000. Amazing. I was there. I talked to the guy who was selling it. He goes, there were three of them, and this is the best of the three, the hero car of the hero cars. And it was, you know, I would never look at a car like that, but both my boys just watched that movie and loved it and were kind of fascinated by it. And if I had that spare money, I would have bought it. It would have been fun to have. Add that to the $3 million write-off you would do, too. <laughs> <laughs> and they played the music, who? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the crowd went crazy, and who gives a shit now anymore? The guy's probably got a wicked hangover, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he looks in his garage. Oh no, I would buy that and push it off a cliff. Anyway, seven hundred extra miles, a check engine light, rough idle, as well as a PASM failure. The navigation Oof. system wasn't working. The rear quarter panel was painted. <laughs> Well, didn't he notice that before? My dealer friend ran a Porsche scan tool, which confirmed all the faults. Uh, Rough idle was due to misfire. Two days after delivery, he uh, got an appointment with Porsche Manhattan, put it on a lift, immediately noted rear mainsail leaking, which had been doing for a long time. Um, Left front axle boot leaking badly. RMS issue, bad for manual cars as it contaminates the clutch, if not fixed, which requires removing the transmission. All the codes were still there and required further diagnostic to determine the exact cause. They only had an hour of appointment time, so I took the car to a local specialty shop to finish the inspection, during which they found that the engine mounts were shot and the idler pulley was on its last so leg. Did they say which car this was? They didn't say which car it was, what year this was. Did they? That's a, that's a good piece of information that we would need. Um, okay. Dealership would charge about $2,000 to drop the tranny to address IMS, further diagnostic needed to determine the issue, the misfires, the plugs, faulty sensors, PASM, further investigation, could be faulty shocks, plugs and coils need to replace... And my indie shop charges half the rate and could do the work, but I'm still looking at 2000 plus just to get the car running right. You know, this has to be a 996, right? 
Yeah, or earlier. I, I was thinking maybe, you know, something even earlier, G-Body or 3-2. But whatever it is, it's an incredible misrepresentation, and it's a huge disappointment. And I don't want to get into a lot of detail, but you know I'm dealing with uh, something for a friend of ours, which, again, comes down to the fact that you really have to know who the hell you're talking to because you know the well, in story. In that case, we thought we did know who we, we were did take, and that's it. I wanted to say something. <laughs> we thought we knew, but <laughs> look, we're here, not. It's here, it's hard to say, but just be. Let me say it simpler like this. Yes, say it. <laughs> you got to judge the car, not the person, no matter who the person is. But what if the car has been sold to other people? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's what, a different that's story. A different, and we're going to get into this. This is just like a little foreshadowing of a really big story that is really just about how <laughs> horrible and what piece of shit That story may be. never be told. Yes, it's <laughs> going to be told. I'm uh, telling you. <laughs> well, you can tell it somewhere, but we'll see. In any case, here are the takeaways that Tom has for this story. And I'm reading this. I don't know. It just feels like it's good to be reminded of this stuff. Um, and I like to hear it, too. We need to be reminded of shit over and over again because you forget. Don't be lazy in your purchases. <clears throat> PPI. The first of which is from Tom. Always get a car inspected by an independent shop. Never take the dealer's word for that, that everything is fine. He's exactly right. Independent shop. That's the first point. The second point is he's saying it's easy to get judgmental. It's important to understand the psychology of why someone might take a purchase like this without doing the inspection. Finding the right specialty car takes time. Yes. And buyers don't want to find the right car only to miss out because another buyer snatched it up. That's a really important point. Right. All of the great cars that you and I have and Jerry and everybody else comes from waiting and waiting. Right. So there, there are a couple of guys who were on this trip who have been emailing me, hey, i I, I got to get something. <laughs> and they're looking at cars right now. And, you know, a couple, they're good. I keep writing the same thing back to them. Take your time. It's the most important thing when you're buying a vintage car. Take your time. If one is close, don't feel bad if you don't jump on it. That perfect one always jumps in front of oh, you dude. at some point. Don't just buy it because you're anxious. That's the second most important point and the most often overlooked. Because, yes, it's, a, because it's an emotion. And I'm impulsive, <clears throat> and you know that. I'm impulsive. Yes. And, <clears throat> but understand, in most states, I know in California for a fact, all deposits are refundable. So if you really think you're onto something, you can work <clears throat> out a deposit to hold the car and have it inspected. The deposit mm-hmm. is <clears throat> refundable. Now, I am impulsive. I will say that. You know, when I got to go, I got to go. I got to buy something. That's uh, surprising. I've never, you've never true? noticed that? No. Yeah. Every Thursday and Friday, you buy yeah. a car. Fortunately, <laughs> I, can, I know the day. If you but, want, anybody wants to sell you or Jerry, contact them on a Thursday. Right. But the thing <laughs> is, is that I will say I am dealing with people that I know. Yes. Then that helps because yes. if you if you know somebody, you have a connection to somebody who is in the stream of car finding, find a person that you can trust too. Not just mm-hmm. some guy with a reputable looking website. Websites are really deceiving. It doesn't hurt, by the way, to look if the guy who has the website, who's in the business of selling cars, is actually uh, a licensed dealer. That's a big giveaway. Sometimes these guys with these fancy websites are not licensed dealers. Right. And then you right. can even look, and here's another giveaway. You can go on the Secret- Secretary of State website and see that their that their corporation 
is suspended. Uh, and, and that's an easy find. That's going to tell you something about the guy you're dealing with. Did Jerry buy a car? I got a, I got a message on yes, the chat as we were flying yes, he back. Did. It's funny because Eli told me how good the market was based upon the sale of one car. And I say, don't count that car. Wait, I know wait, who wait, bought wait. it. So Eli is a friend of ours. Auto, uh, auto, auto uh, store. I, I keep having trouble auto. with this. Even I saw him in it. Auto, auto storage. Auto, auto. What is the name? O T T O. Auto car storage in Scottsdale. Yes. And Eli. So is, wait, 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 what? What is he saying? The market was good. I, he I don't said know that, that anybody he said, said, he said, said that, that, that a Targa. He called me to say, "Wow, Porsches were doing really well at market." He said that a '79 Targa sold for X dollars, a big right. number. And I said, "Throw that." data point away because that's our friend J.S. <laughs> bought that and he hasn't known the value of money since 1991. <laughs> and who is bidding against him? Who knows? It so as we were taking apart the auction process, I was thinking about Gooding and these other guys. You know, when you sign up for auction, they go, what are you interested in? And you tell them the car and they go, how high are you willing to go? Oh, God. And then you've totally tipped your hand. Yeah. Don't don't answer these questions. Go out. Never mind. Never mind what I'm interested in. And never mind what I'm going to, you know, you know what I mean? Yep. That that seems like you're rigging it. It's like, why would he not now take that information away? And they, and what they do is they set up little little competitions. They know that. So, for example, yeah, but though, who's the other guy? Well, so I was mildly interested in that uh, 914 GT that they yes. had at Gooding. Right. And I happened to be talking to a friend. I didn't uh, see that car. Yeah, it was it's fabulous. Great race history. What, what did it go for? It went for nine hundred. Yeah. Which is a lot of money. That's and a ton I would, of money. But when I called a friend of mine who would know about <clears> that car and I asked him, I said, hey, what do you think of that car? He said, it's a great car, but two no guys ends. are bidding on it and you know who those guys are and they got pockets. And I said, I'm out. I'm not going to bid against a friend yeah. and I'm not going to bid against somebody. What color was that car? Tangerine? Well, it was. it had decals in the whole and the whole thing. So How did I miss this car? Look at you. You're befuddled by this. Yes. But I will say that one of our very good friends, a guy who gave us a gift on Sunday, yes, the guy who gave us that, that nice little gift on Sunday purchased that car, and he's going to race it because he does race. Wow. This yellow one. Is yeah. That it? Let me see. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Wow, that's cool. These are the best cars in the world. I, I really have a fondness for them. They are great, and he it's got a great race history. And I think it's I think that nine hundred thousand is an insane amount of money, but I don't think he's losing any money in no. that car. But it pushes the market up for another car that I was very interested. in. I understand that, <laughs> but not Whatever. every not everybody pays attention, <clears throat> and we can always just you know, come on, economy crash. <laughs> well. Um, Wow, look at this. Yeah, this will be fun. I haven't gone through Gooding Scottsdale numbers. This will be good. okay. I found myself lo- wanting to be at Gooding a little bit after because, you know, I wanted to see some quality cars and I wanted to read the stories. I like the stories. I like the history and I like making my judgments based on some reality and some perspective. Gooding always does a good job at that. It's a setting that I'm amenable to. I I, I like it in there. I, I've, I've never been, been to Gooding in Scottsdale. Really? Ever. No. I, I've never been. I've only been to Barrett-Jackson. I think this is my fourth time there. Gooding is the polar opposite just of Barrett-Jackson. January, buying cars in January always seems odd to me. Really? We just finished Christmas. We've all, we're all bied out. Yeah, I want a break. <laughs> Doesn't apply to guys like me. I'm not bied out at Christmas. <laughs> I, don't do, I don't do Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
That's her story. That's Barrett Jackson, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to give you a little update. I continue to love my 991 Speedster. I think it is one of the greatest 911s ever made. To be open-topped, 5,000 RPM, 90, 100 You put miles sunscreen on your head, on the top of your head? I don't need head. sunscreen. I've already got enough liver spots to provide coverage. <laughs> <laughs> I've got SPF 1,000 liver spots on my head. <laughs> you like that or no? No, just for a minute, my head said, why don't you make an animated show, Zuckerman's Liver Spots. <laughs> they come to life at night. They're like the minions. <laughs> they talk. They talk. How did you get How made? Did, you <laughs> no, I was there the time he fell asleep drunkenly in the sun. <laughs> in Sardinia. In Sardinia. <laughs> the Zuckerman Liver Spot Show. Yeah, the speedsters are beautiful. That other speedster, I saw that one. The slate gray one is gorgeous, too. They're yep. great cars. And uh, and then now here we go. I you know when I drove it, I drove it again. I was listening to the new GT3 engine in it and really liking it. It's a spectacular thing. ITB. I don't think and, and you know I don't know. Here's what I don't get is all you know these these guys our friends going. I just don't get the GT2 RS. That's the thing I don't get. I don't know what you know people whose opinions I respect. The groups of them are not understanding the greatness of this thing. They say things, they say strange things like, it's too much. Ah. Uh, it's too much. Can you imagine that? It's too much. I, that's never in my vocabulary. The too much of a good thing? Yeah. There's too much of a bad thing, sure. <clears throat> but, the, you know... The 935 is too much. Yes. The 917 <laughs> is just too it's much. Too oh, much. you can't have one of those. It's just too much. Too much of a good thing. That's precisely what I find addicting about it. Yes. Right? At a level below a Carrera GT, I'll be honest with you, but still, it's it's challenging and fun and rewarding to drive, and it, it is too much. That's what I love what about, about it? it. That's what makes it a four great. It's too much. It's too much. And there you are, too much on a public road. So I was driving the GT2 RS this weekend, um, and you know, by the way, picked it up, and the the, the wheels were scratched on the right side. Oh, you know Maurice, that, Moise. Moise. You know the guy who leaves the groceries in the front trunk. Yep. Now he scratches the wheels. <clears throat> but I think people like this because um, there are many fans of Plan Z. Here, here's what happened after that moment. I texted Zuckerman and Moise, importantly, I sent him pictures. I said, by the way, this is this is the car, just so you guys know I didn't do this. <laughs> and then I said, I'm going to call Anthony Lehner, exotic car. I've got the day off yesterday. It was Monday. It was Martin Luther King Day. I said, I'll, he, you know, Moise did feel bad. He said, why don't you let me pick it up? Why don't you let me drop it off and Never I'll take care it. of it? Huh? <laughs> and you were like, no, you're not allowed to touch it exactly. ever again. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't, you know. No, you have to take it in stride. I was fine. I said, look, I'll do it. I'm fine. I, I, I don't mind doing this. I like working on cars. So I dropped it off at Anthony Lehner. He picked it up. And then I, I told Mo it was 300 bucks. It was 150 a wheel to fix them, which they did. And he just Venmoed me the money. He goes, I just got Venmo. And I said, I, I have it too. I don't know how to use it. But he Venmoed me $300. Mo Venmoed. Venmoed. <laughs> Venmoed. He Venmoed. So, <laughs> and, and, and there it is. And now the car's perfect. Right. And, and there it is. And you're laughing about it. So I'll give you the, I'll give yeah, you the other experience. It. So I have another car with two guys. And you you know about this. The car, it's, it's the other GT2 RS that I have with two of my business partners. 
And that car I haven't seen in several months. <laughs> and I thought... This is fine. The way you described that made me laugh. <laughs> really? You said, I've been going into the hangar, and then I just realized for the longest time I haven't seen my car. Yes. And then... Uh, <laughs> and usually the cars are there, and then they're not there. Right. And they come in and they come out. And they come in and they come out, and I realized that car just has not made an Where appearance. Where has it been? And I said to partner number one, Robert, I said, you got that car? And he goes... I thought you had that car. Oh, geez. So I call up the other partner, and I say, hey, do you have that car? And he goes, oh, I left that at the montage. I said, excuse me? You left our car at the montage? And I go, but you haven't That's a hotel. That's a hotel. And I said, "You when was that? And he goes, I don't know, like before Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) What? He valeted the car and left it at a hotel. Just walked away. Just walked away. And- I didn't say a word, and when I and I he was out of state, and he was dealing with some personal issues, and I said, and I so said, wait, it was just getting you were paying. The well, ballet? he's he's a regular tenant over there. But that's like thirty bucks a day, right? Yeah, he has some deal with them. They weren't charging him, whatever. But still, the idea that it was in the bowels of the building, covered <laughs> in asbestos dust, and and not. For the use of the other two guys, not in a place where it can yes. be shared, mm-hmm. just secreted away where he left it like trash. And then and then I said to him, would you call over there and let them know I'm going to pick it up? And then in his imperious manner, he said, just take one of my business cards and show it to them. They'll give you the car. Sure. <laughs> That's going to work just like that. And it made me – I didn't say anything. It made me so mad that when I got up to pee the next morning at 5, I got back in bed and I was just robbed of sleep. Oh, yeah. I could not fall I asleep. Like I wanted to pummel him with a heavy object. Yep. And then I had to call over there and I had to explain to seven people the deal before they got understood that I was going to get the car, which I'm part owner of, and please wash it. And get all of the dust off of it, but okay, that's that's the worst thing that happens. But it started. It's you know it started, and now we've got it back, and it's a great story to tell. Um, wow, what's wow? Well, Ben Ben Bailey isn't here let's yet. Let's just right? keep going. We're, let's we just talk. No, I I know that's fine. I, I know how to host the show. I'm, Be- I'm, I'm fine with that. But but I'm I'll just, host the show. Zuckerman's here in like, control. You're in a good mood. I'm happy you're in a good mood. I could be in a bad mood. You want me to be in a bad mood? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like my wife. <clears throat> I was just. I like no, how I you was, described her the I, other day. <laughs> after listening to your story about the uh, GT2RS, I went back to the Gooding site to look at results because I like results. And I noticed immediately lot number seven. Was a 1970 Toyota FJ40 Land Cruiser? Oh, it's always so. Light blue, hundred grand, twenty-five seven, twenty-five thousand seven hundred and sixty dollars. Wow! Somebody got the auction deal. What what lot was it? The uh, lot seven. It was estimated fifty to seventy, and it sold for twenty-five. That's a deal, right? It looks like it's a little rusty in the front, but that's a deal. My neighbor drives a red one every uh, every day. That Rus- dude is is in it constantly. He's got the top ripped off it. He's from Australia, and he's like, well, he might, and he shakes his hand, and he flies by. I don't know what the hell he does for a living, but he drives that thing, and he's making me crazy Rust with jealousy. Rust is not going to kill it, and 27 is the lowest anything's ever sold at yeah. that auction. Yeah. Yeah? Um, well, I'm looking through now some other stuff. Uh, 2011 997 GT3 RS 4.0 in white. 
threes, fours. Bidding stopped at four. Oh no, wait. Asking price is four seventy-five. So who knows what the bidding got up to in that one? White's a tough color in that yeah, car. I agree. That's that. No matter how low the miles are, do you really want a white one? Fifty-eight Mercedes-Benz three hundred SL Roadster red. Yeah, that's estimate a- nine hundred to one point two. Went four nine forty. Okay. That's about Decent, the right number right? for red, and that was a little rough, that car. And look at this. Okay, 2006 Ford Heritage, Ford GT Heritage Edition. Um, the estimate was high on that, 400 to 450 but went for 385 That's market for that car. Well, Heritage is always carry a, a little extra. You give them an extra 20% because they've got the, the, the color No, paint. it's actually they all sold for this number. What's impressive is there were a lot for sale up in Arizona. So. Everybody, everyone who was holding said this yeah. is the time. And we're they in. all sold for good numbers. That's a good number. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, wow, look at that. 65 356SC Coupe in what looks like mice and blue. I don't have the descriptions. 100, up. 90, 100. 160 to 180 was the estimate. What did it sell for, Zuckerman? Probably 150. 190. That's a big number for 356. Yeah. Meissen sells. Meissen is a selling color. 1979 SC Targa. Estimate was 900 to 120, or 90 to 120. Sold to 123. And is that do- Jerry? That's yes, the Jerry car, that's right? That's the Jerry car. Jerry, money doesn't matter, Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> it matters to him. He cares about money more than most people, I would say. <laughs> he spends it, but he definitely cares about it. And he works hard to make it. Wow, look at this number. 1990 Mercedes-Benz, 190.25, 16 Evolution 2. That went for a huge number. And that's a great car. $434,000. Was that a no-mileage car? It was very low for one of those cars, and it's a fantastic car. That number is a benchmark number. Yeah. You know, that's like similar to the M3s of that era, the M3 Sport Evos. Right. Uh, that's a hot market right now. Kids love those cars. 1972 911 Porsche S, 2.4 liter engine, silver black in your most Close desirable to colors. Round two? 142.8. That's it? Yeah. Wow. I wonder what was wrong with that thing. (laughs) That car was fucked. (laughs) In need of a total restoration. Maybe or maybe not. But, yeah, maybe, you know, silvers are pretty difficult from those years because they degrade. They generally don't make it. Yes. So they have to be repainted. I like the way that your silver car had all that lacquer crazing in it. The crazing. That's That's right. That's what it's called, crazing. I didn't like it. I like that. I didn't think That was was Otis Chandler's car. Does anyone remember who that is? I do. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do I? <laughs> of course I do. Do you? What are you talking about? All right. Uh, let me just run th- through a few more. We're going to bring Ben in. Uh, 1979 Porsche 930 in what looks like silver black, but it could be a silvery blue. I can't tell. Estimate 200 to 250. What do you got? 79. 190-196. 1, the turbos look like they're down. 1996 Porsche Turbo 983. 200 estimate, sold for 151. How many miles were on that sucker? And what color? I don't know. Uh, the, this is just me reading through things. 2018 991 GT3, 204. Wow. Look at that. Was it a good color? Yeah. It's some sort of vibrant yellow. Vibrant yellow. I don't know. I, I don't know. I you can't, are, what color is this? You are a vibrant what is that? yellow. Chartreuse. Yeah. Isn't that? No. No? I, think, I so. think it is. Chartreuse? Yes. It's a greeny yellow, kind no. of radioactive. Uh, acid green, okay, non-metallic acid green, brand new, eighty miles. That's why. Anyway, cool. 
Go check it out, Gooding & Company. Ben Bailey just walked in. We're going to bring him in in a minute and talk about Cash Cab. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Ben Bailey from uh, a show I'm sure you've seen. Um, If you haven't seen it, you've heard about it. It's a really clever idea. It's called Cash Cab. It's on Discovery, right? Used to be. Now it's on Bravo. Now it's on Bravo. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You guys moved. Yeah. uh, Discovery didn't pick us up. They brought us back two years ago, and then third time around they didn't pick us up again, and Bravo did. Now, so, so I guess they didn't own the IP, right? Who owned the IP? Lion Television. Lion? Lion TV started it in England, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and in England, didn't... they didn't even use a guy, right? Yeah, they just had a cab, like a Knight Rider voice asking questions <laughs> in a cab. <laughs> that is so weird. Really? Yeah. It's hard to even imagine that. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like, what? So uh, People like actually went for that? <laughs> it would just get get out like immediately. It's kind of a, who was driving the car? Uh, just a, a guy who was actually a cab driver, a London cab. Okay. So the guy would drive and the machine would ask the questions yeah. and then they would win. That's less exciting. Than it is, you. definitely. <laughs> but it's so, in London, so... And they bring the they bring the show here. It's a lot trickier what, to get around. What year did they bring the show? Uh, two thousand five. Two thousand five, and they hire you, stand up yep. comedian, yep. to go. Let's make this a show. And was yeah. it an instant success? It's such a clever, simple idea. It, it's funny. It seemed like the most ridiculous idea at the time. Like it was like a game show in a cab. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's no way it's going to work. Uh, and it didn't really at first. When we first started. <laughs> I love that honesty. And in a moment of vulnerability, it didn't work. And it, didn't. And it doesn't. <laughs> Goodbye. Where are you going, Ben? <laughs> I, I've decided this isn't going to work. No, people didn't want to play. People just like, of were course. Like, I'm not playing. Let me out. <laughs> because Take me where I'm going and shut up and turn yeah. that music off, you know? I but. mean, what's the state of mind when you get in a cab? You're busy. You're like, hurry up. Shut up. I don't talk to you. Yeah, I'm doing this because I don't have time. I don't have time. Right, right. Exactly. So then it caught on. We had a really great game. And it was like, we were, I remember we were all kind of standing around after looking at each other like, wow, that was that was pretty awesome. This might, this could be something, you know? Yeah. It's, well, you know, as a producer, I go, God, they're making this stuff for nothing, right? Mm-hmm. All yep. The only thing I'm paying for is Ben, production, <laughs> editing, and um, these cash prizes aren't that much, right? They're, they're not very much. No. Right? Yeah. And I can make, what, a hundred of them a week? <laughs> we can, <laughs> can make, just... Uh... We can't make quite that many. We can make uh, about ten in a week. Ten in a good week. So that's like a game show, right? You can, yeah. you know, you're printing money at that point, dude. Yeah. I hope they're paying you. Are they paying you money? They're paying you. Yeah. That's they're great. This is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Do you see me rubbing my hands? <laughs> yeah. So the show goes off the air what five years ago? I uh, went off. We were on from 2005 until 2012. Okay. Wrong. Discovery we were 13 dis- came back in 17. Okay. And now we've been back three years in a row, but. But Bravo Last said one was on Bravo. Yeah, yeah. Bravo wants it. Discovery kind of went off into Richard Rollins tattoos and funny. Yeah, cars they changed and so much stuff. Right in the beginning, we were like the edge of what yeah. they were doing. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like just went way past us. Right. And I was like, you guys are like, there's like guys racing 
yeah. cars in the street and beating each other up. You're going to buy that? What are you, you going to do? I'm going I'm to fix that up. We're going to raise it. We're going to make $15. That's that show. That's that whole network. Now, Bravo is a separate issue. So Bravo comes back and they go, we want to buy this show, right? Mm-hmm. Do they go to you guys, we need celebrities in the show at that no. point? No, that was uh, two, That was when we first came back to Discovery. Okay. We did a bunch of so they just said, shows, and it was, it was it was really fun. I had my doubts about that, honestly. That's a right, weird dynamic right. in all in a vehicle. Yeah, but it was fun. It worked no, of out course. pretty well. Who are you picking up? Like Matthew Perry, I know. Yeah, we had Matthew Perry. We had Brooke Shields. We had a uh, uh, some of the gang from Curb because they had just come back, right. so they were like doing the Susie promo Esmond. circuit. Yeah, Susie was in there. Yeah, it was great. Did you watch the new Curb? I just watched. I it haven't last seen night. it yet. No, but I saw an ad, just an ad for it in the locker room. I was playing I golf yesterday, and in the locker room. There was an ad for it on, and just seeing the ad for like two seconds made me laugh. <laughs> it's just I like was, Larry sitting in you, his bed. Do you watch <laughs> the show, Zuckerman? This is you on steroids, to use a horrible cliche. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I one, cl- just one of the stories is is Larry with uh, the hat. Phil Rosenthal, who we all know, yes. is is so in the story is so annoying. He only talks about his own <laughs> shows. So I don't I don't want to hang out with him. So he does this uh, the goodbye, the end, good, the big goodbye at a party. He goes, oh, I'm leaving. I just noticed you were here. And then Phil calls him out. You're giving me the big goodbye. <laughs> that big goodbye at the end of the party so you don't have to talk to me. So have lunch with me. So Larry, along the way, learns that uh, Make America Great Red Hats are people repellent. Yes. So I'll just wear this hat to lunch and he won't have lunch with me. It's a brilliant little scene in conceit. And Phil comes in and sits down with him, notices everybody staring, and then goes, "I, I gotta go," and leaves. And Larry's like, "Hey!" And it's really and there's, and there's the part with the motorcyclist, with the biker guy who wants to beat the crap out there, of him. It, and then he puts the hat on. I swear, and the guy's like, "Have a nice day." There's oh, like nine, awesome. like yeah. ten stories in that episode that you know. And Seinfeld, we would do four. There were like at least ten crammed into that thirty minutes. Wow! It was really funny, and it's just so different than anything else on TV. Still have the tuba, right? What's that? They still have the tuba playing whenever they still have the tuba. Jeff Garland. Was <laughs> I would being really mistaken. miss the tuba. <laughs> Jeff Garland is being mistaken for Harvey Weinstein everywhere he goes, which was a re- another brilliant, brilliant, really brilliant. He's just he's in a party with Larry, and some woman walks up and goes, "Who invited you?" He goes, "What?" She goes, "No, no, that's not Harvey Weinstein. That's that's the host of the party." He goes, "It's happening a lot." He goes, it happens everywhere. Larry does a story where he's sexually harassing his assistant and grabs a waitress's breast, trying to get a chicken wing. And I'm just watching, going, "Holy shit! I can't. You know, I I don't know how he's walking this line." He just does. I don't know. I guess. He I does. mean, I was watching the story and go, wow. We want him to walk that line. That's the thing. He's our guy that we all want to say, okay, Larry, sh- you know, get as shocking as possible because we're going to forgive anything you do. Well, the season opener is a shocker. I hope your show is going to be as shocking as this. Uh, it's definitely not <laughs> not going to be as shocking as that. I'm going to say be something. pretty much the same. Uh, <laughs> How many shows have you Answer the questions correctly, and I will give you the money. Uh, I think it's really exciting, though. When 550. You're- 550. Yeah, wow. something like that. That's huge, dude. Yeah, huge. it's been a good run. Thanks. It's been fun. It's been. It's like, like I said, we at first we were like, "This is crazy. What are we doing?" And then we we're like, "This might be something." And now here we are. Because it's it's so 16 simple. Sixteen years later. Well, it's like Jeopardy. I mean, you're just when you get a game show that works, they just it cranks. It just yeah. cranks, right? So you you get in the cab and the lights turn on and there's that excitement. Mm. Again, producer hat. When when you say you want to play a game. 
You're in New York, which is a one-party consent state. How does that work? Do you have to pull over and have them sign a release or something? Afterwards, yeah. We get them so at what point? So agree I get that in they the want to play first. Okay. When I say let's take a ride in the cash cab, okay. I pull over and get out. <laughs> and they, I go, so I go, yeah, I want to play. Uh, yeah. And, and then go, what happens? All right, let's take a ride in the cash cab. I pull over. I get out. Someone else gets in and gives you the... <laughs> Legal gets in. Exactly. Gets so can we That's get exactly in? Right. Legal sign gets here, in. sign here, sign here. So, yep. And are there ever issues with that? Do people like look at it and get afraid and release? Sometimes people look at it very carefully. <laughs> and oh, and we're all just not, like, oh yeah. my god, we're sitting there for forty five minutes. Like, really? Come on. Yeah, Some, yeah. Once in a while, yeah, they get they're, and they're not going to be the fun contestants. No. Yeah. No. Well, sometimes they are. I, if you get someone who's a lawyer. <laughs> they're going to read every word. Really? It seems like Not it. me. No? Not him. You would just sign it? <clears throat> yeah, I'm a personal injury lawyer. We're different animals. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, you're yeah. in. You can play yeah, whenever you want. I'll deal with it after. <laughs> <laughs> after? Yes, you of can, course. You can deal with it's, things I after. I can after. Not for me. <laughs> Is it? Once in a while, somebody will sign and everything, and then it won't go well. Uh-huh. And then they won't want to play. Right. They, they won't want us to play it. They'll say, can you... And what do you can do? you, like, yank that... <laughs> Because I'm really embarrassed about how I did. Well, usually, usually we'll, we'll say that's fine. We're not going to use yeah, it. Yeah, you If you really do don't want us to, we won't use it. Right, right. You don't want to embarrass anybody. Yeah. So, uh, and then they're asked a round of questions, and they have a chance to win. How many people compete in an episode? Uh, usually it's three games. It's three games. Yeah, we did a couple that were two games this uh, last time around because we were playing with, like, getting to know them a little bit more. So I did like interview style questions with the contestants, and uh, that's something the network wanted. So we ended up using a couple of those. We didn't like you just like we we learn their names and where they're from always. But then now we're like, what you know, what does it mean f- to you to be sitting in the cash cab and you know all this, uh-huh. this kind of stuff? Yeah. Pretty cool because they're like going crazy now. Yeah, in the past they were like, oh cool, you know, early on, and then now like I I hit them with the lights and everything, and they just like. It's an institution. It. They're just like, ah, do you ever get going crazy. You know? When you turn the lights on, do you ever get a guy go, okay, dude, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. This isn't my wife. Yes. <laughs> this is. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. I, I like this. <laughs> I need and that's to, when you get money from him. Yeah, <laughs> I need you to turn the cameras off right yeah. now and pretend you never saw me. Handful of times. Oh, this is <laughs> really? wonderful. We're not supposed to be here with each other. We can't play. Really? Yeah. Wow. One woman said, I can't play. I'm in the CIA. I can't be on television. She couldn't say and she was that, crazy. but she would never say she that. She didn't say that on camera. She said afterward. But she's, she couldn't even tell play. you off camera. I can't play. Yeah, well. Oh, my really? God. Really? Is it that secret? Yeah, you can't tell anyone. You can't tell anyone. That you that. work for the CIA? Of course. Yeah, Are until sure after. I know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Later on in life? People are like, Later. I thought you worked at UPS. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> yeah. There's usually a cover Just story. Just had the uniform. <laughs> but as I understand it, you, you can't until you're either out completely. But even then, I think there are restrictions because huh. it's who you associated with. Anyway, well, That's what she said. She worked for the CIA. Yeah. Couldn't be on camera. She's nuts. Remember yeah. that was. <laughs> she, we she we had, believed her. She, she was an, very convincing. <laughs> she was crazy. An apartment full of cat poop. <laughs> we let her out. She put the gun away, and we continued our day. But how did you even get this in the first place? Cash cab? Yeah. How did you you? He's a stand-up comedian, right? Yeah. Yes, I You're am. an accomplished yeah. stand-up. How long have you been doing stand-up at that point when you get there? Uh, about 12 years, I okay. guess. Okay. Wow. Something like that. So did they go right to you, or did they have no, you audition they for this? auditioned people here, New York, Chicago, and San Francisco, I think. Okay. Um, but I had a little bit of a leg up going in, because I had been a driver. 
And everyone, oh. had, everyone I had drove I had driven for a living. I drove limos. Oh wow. And everyone at the clubs in New York knew that I did because I would often be doing both at the same time. Right. I'd drop some people at a dinner, I'd go to the club. So everyone's like, Wow, he's taking it seriously. He's wearing a suit. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. And I had a really nice car that I parked out front, you know. That's really funny. So when they went to the clubs, they they came from L uh, from London and they went to New York and all right, let's find a cab driver who's got a personality. We're not going to have a computerized voice do it. We're going to find a cabbie who's got a personality and carry a show. After a week, they're like, okay, that's never going to happen. <laughs> right, right. We need to find uh, somebody funny. So let's find a comedian who, who who can drive. So when they went to the clubs, they said, oh, well, you should. They mentioned me because they said, oh, well, he's Bailey's a limo driver. He could do it. So I think I had a little bit of a leg up going in. But yeah, yeah. It was one of those things that just went perfectly well for me. Like once in a while, like I don't know if you play golf, once in like – Ten years, you have a day where you're like, "Wow, I'm really good at this today." <laughs> that's called that's called smoking crack. <laughs> I suck most of the time, right? But everything's falling into place today. This audition was like that. Like it just it just worked. It just worked. Yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, and then you know, just a few more of those, and taxi school, and a background check. And oh yeah. Did all, you have to get a chauffeur's license? I had to get a I had to get a TLC hack license. Yeah. Didn't you have so. it already from being a driver? No, no, because uh, limousine, it's the different. limousine company I worked for was in Jersey. They didn't care. And they, <laughs> you don't have to have a commercial license to drive you a limo be a <laughs> <laughs> Just get in the car. No, not an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's <right>. well said. <laughs> so did you take it seriously when you were doing, the, uh, when you were trying out for this? Did you think it was going to be really something or did you just... I thought it was going to be nothing. I thought it was going to be a flop, but uh, I, I, you know, I went for it anyway. I put everything into it. I tried to make it a good audition. I tried to have fun with it. And, and, and what did that look like? Did they put you in a car and they, they it, roll cameras? No, and... no, we were in a, you know, in a casting room oh, with boy. chairs. That's set not up right. Like a, well, then set up like your hands up like you were <clears throat> pretend driving. Yep. yep they, exactly. Yeah. And they sat in the back. Casting directors were in the back. One, it, one across from me. You know, I hosted a show in a car with cameras, and it's oh, really? you also no, have know. to uh, car matchmaker. But it's notable because I I get used to it. You're driving, but you're performing, and yeah. you've got GoPros in your face, and, but yeah. you've got traffic, and you've got the real world. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's a skill set. Yeah, it's kind of you get used to both. right. Yeah. And then I would put the, the 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 passengers in, and then they test drive, and I was you know I almost died every episode. Is is it wow. what is it, what's the challenge of doing this show? Aside, I mean, obviously the driving, right? Yeah, well, not as much anymore. In New York? Why That's not? Like, just because it's second nature now. Second I've nature. I've been doing it for so long. For you know, 16 years of career. Yeah. Yeah. And I, know, I, well, I, I drove in the city for 10 or 12 years do you before have a, that. So. Do you have a prompter? I mean, how nope. are you memorizing, memorizing questions? I These memorize are long? them, and then they read them back to me in an earpiece. Oh, that's good. But if oh. I don't know them ahead of time, I, it, they don't flow, so i got to study them. Are there ever starts and stops where you reset stuff and have to try again? So, sometimes. Not, a, not a, so often anymore. It's amazing what you can train your brain and your, yeah, yeah. to get used to, you know. The IFB. kind of cruise through it at this point. <laughs> do you have, you know, the IFB relationship, that mm -hmm. little earpiece that you're yeah. wearing and the guy on the other end is really important. Yes, it is. Who yeah. is it? A, is it a man or a woman? It's a man. And you, did you pick that person? I did not. And you have a good relationship with him, though. I do, yeah. And he you does guys a good have job. a shorthand. Even though he has a slight lisp. <laughs> <laughs> so but so Zuckerman while he's doing yeah. this and he can even be talking some guy will just go 
make sure you ask them if you're dead. So, but just oh, the, <laughs> yeah, and your so brain is splintering into pieces. Yeah, like, like, imagine making your opening arguments, and with, I'm in your ear while you're talking, going, "Can you be a little louder? Can you also?" <laughs> yeah, don't forget to mention that. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, whenever I've had to do that, I always I'm, I'm the worst at it. I end up going like this. I'll go. I'll what? turn my head and Wait, the camera's what? on. Yeah, you turn. <laughs> what did you say? I turn in the direction and it takes me out of my eye line. It's, it's really calm hard, voice dude. People are not supposed to know people that someone else is talking to you. Me. <laughs> and well, now, stop talking to me. <laughs> that's really hard. So you've got the IFB, you've got traffic, you've got the people, you've got the comedy to keep track of, and you've got the question in your head. And you've got your eye on which camera and how to look and do what. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. It's that's a lot. a lot. In the beginning, it was it was like, Brutal. <laughs> yeah, right. And we were shooting really long days. We were trying to find the show in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. like it didn't just flow the way it does now right out of the gate. Uh, so we were working six, sometimes seven days a week. Right. 10, 12, 14 hours. Wow. Trying to like just grind away until we, you know, until we had that one game and then we were like, oh my God, there, there it is. That's the show. It. We can have, wow. we found it. Can we recreate that? Because that's, if we can, then we, I think we've got something. Wow. That's fantastic. Thank no, you. you. It was you awesome. It's you been you haven't been robbed at any point? Someone no, said, but no, I've I have been... a game for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to play games? <laughs> Give me the $10,000, motherfucker. Diddy Mao. With roulette. Oh, we can swear? I don't know we can swear. It's a podcast. You can say what Fuck. <laughs> yes. Just for no reason. Just to say it. <laughs> just to say it, because I can. I've never been robbed, but we've had some, uh, some like, kind of weird incidents. This girl asked me so many times she had her hand her handbag like her purse in her lap uh-huh and she was just holding it really tight and she kept asking me if i had ever been robbed at gunpoint like 10 times in a game so i finally i was just pulled over <laughs> and <laughs> okay, just got sweet. out i was like could you could please go and search out. her and search her bag and make sure yeah. she doesn't have a fucking gun in her bag which yeah. she didn't she was just trying to scare me which it worked we well, used her game she she made it she was going to the met she won we used the game and everything, really? but there was a stop in the middle to make sure she wasn't going to shoot me. So she was playing psychops on you for some reason. I guess, yeah. That's I wild. And going maybe she was nervous and just wow. really wanted to know the answer to that question. I don't know. When uh, when do we see this show? It's on Bravo. Cash what? Cab is on Bravo uh, Sunday to Thursday at 11.30 p.m. Sunday to Thursday. But we've run through a season. There's another one coming. We've run through, run through one of them. Uh, and the next ones, I believe, don't come until April at this point. To April. Wow, dude. Yeah. Look at that. Which is good because I'm going out on tour doing stand-up. Yeah. Starting uh, But you're on TV. Saturday. You're just on TV almost every night. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty That's weird. fantastic. Well, now they've been they popped it on a couple of other networks. Mm. That Dude, are you're the new umbrella. Alex Trebek. <laughs> the Keep... old Alex Trebek is still here. We, he I is. can't be the new one yet. I know, but really, that's big. That's big. Good for I, you. I feel very fortunate. Uh, but, you know, I, I've been a stand-up this whole time. Right, and, and I know. You love stand-up. And Cash Cab sort of, like, put me on this sort of separate path, you know. So now I'm trying to, like, bring those two paths well, together. Well, you know how it works. I don't have to tell you, the TV show promotes the stand-up, which in turn promotes the TV show. That's it's, true, It's a yeah. cycle, and you go around to the different markets, and uh, let me impart this wisdom that Jay Leno uh, gave me. Okay. Whenever, if you can find out in what markets in traditional broadcast the ratings are flagging a little bit, 
you go do shows there, and then it goes. And up. then they bring. Oh wow, that's brilliant. Jay Leno was brilliant at this in Late Night. Wow, you know, with all the separate smart. affiliates, where everything would go down, he'd make sure he'd focus on the place where they were down, and they'd go right back up. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? Yeah, you can do that too. Super smart. Tell us about your tour. Well, I can't. And you know, you gotta have uh, you gotta have your network behind you to promote your stand up. That's right. Which Bravo has been very good. Yeah, yeah. Discovery was like, no, of course not. <laughs> yeah. Nope, nope, we don't do that. Yeah. But, yeah, so now I have a new tour. I'm kicking off uh, Saturday, this Saturday, the 25th, in Cleveland. House of Blues in Cleveland. Oh, cool. Everybody wants to be in Cleveland in the end of January. <laughs> uh, but I am looking forward to it. I'm getting a tour of the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, cool. Yeah, there you go. They invited me. They're going to give me like a nice little VIP uh, That's cool. private tour. I can't wait for that. I've heard that there's some amazing stuff there. Yeah. I'm a big music fan, so... Yeah, I can't wait, man. And then I'm, you know, Cincinnati after that, Atlanta, Orlando. And where do we where do we get these dates? Uh, you, you go have a to website? yep, my website, therealbenbailey.com. Mm-hmm. There Not it is. The real one. The real one. Yeah. The real one. Somebody like beat him. me to benbailey.com yes. and wanted me to buy it from them and I said, "No." How much is the real Ben Bailey or benbailey.com? What did they want? He wanted me to just like make him an offer. Oh. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, forget it. I don't think I'm going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to agree on a number, you and I. <laughs> you know, you can go You can go at those people. I know if someone's got your name, I don't know about Ben Bailey. Well, his but... name actually is Ben Bailey. Oh, there his name is, but, so he's fine. So yeah. he, I couldn't like get it from him unless he gave it to me. But he doesn't have a website. There's no website at benbailey.com. I wonder if Ben Bailey's listening right now. He might be. Why don't you, Ben? <laughs> he listens be, to everything I do. <laughs> be, a, be a good dude. Give it to him for uh, 50 bucks. Just well, be it doesn't matter now. now. That was years ago. Oh, the real get Ben that Bailey. one, too. Yeah, it's probably a, would not be a bad idea. For yeah, have them both. Yeah, if you're out there, Ben. <laughs> Your plate didn't pan out, Ben have Bailey. <laughs> you got nothing. I'll give you 40 bucks. I'll give you $40 for it. Not a penny more. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, look, it's a pleasure to meet you, man. Yeah, you Thank too. Thank you for coming in. Come back whenever you're in town. Where are you based? New Thank York? Uh, I'm in New York, but I, I'm out here quite a bit now. Cool, man. Come I would be and... here if I could. But I, I want to see the cash cab. What kind of car is a cash cab? It's it's nothing too exciting. It's a Toyota Sienna minivan. It's a Toyota Sienna minivan. But it's pretty yeah. cool. The, the new ceiling is amazing, <laughs> honestly, compared to what we had in the beginning. Yeah. The new one is like, it's, it's basically it a screen and it does whatever. Yeah. So it's pretty, I saw. pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a disco ball, a LED disco ball. Just yep. goes whoop, like that. Yeah, now well the new one can Again. Do, you can do anything on it. <laughs> yes. And uh yeah, it's been it, yeah. You should come if you're in New York. I'll, I'll take you out for a spin, man. I'm doing it. I'll do it. Do the show, Ferrison. Go to New York much? <sighs> I am there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But um cool. We can Ernest, set that up next time we're filming. Yeah, I want to see it because it's That'd like be fun. Broken down. And You're an institution in at this point. Well, thank I you imagine very much. just driving around the city. People get so excited to see you. They do. Yeah, it's funny. You know what's funny about driving a cab that you don't think about is when you're driving around in your own car. And people hail cabs. You like your you instinct to is pull to over. pull over. To pick them up. <laughs> hey, hop in. Uh, why am I stopped? What am I doing? I'm just going to go now. <laughs> that's cool. Anyway, uh, that's all we have for you, folks. It's been an hour. We've been here for a little bit. Zuckerman, what do you have to say? Gotta Anything go make before some we money. close it out? That's you trying to make do. some money? Me yep. too. Got to go make some money. Ben Bailey, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Got to watch Cash Cabs on almost every night on Bravo. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week on Spikes Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com.